We learned towards the beginning of this parak that although in general Neulod is not a valid Pesach, except for according to Rabbi Eliezer, Neulod is a case where the consequence of the Neder is an unlikely consequence. And because of that, it's not a valid Pesach, because you can't say that had I thought about that at the time of the Neder, I wouldn't have made the Neder. It's not true, because even if you would have thought about that and it would have occurred to you before making the Neder, you still would have made the Neder, because you would have told yourself it's unlikely to happen anyway. So in general, Neulo is not a valid Pesach. However, Rabbi Meir told us that if within the Neder, he stated that the reason why he's making the Neder is because of a particular reason, if that reason is unlikely to become irrelevant, meaning it's, that would be a case of Neulod, for the reason to no longer apply would be Neulod. However, in that case, it would be a valid Pesach. One of the examples the Mishnah gave was if somebody makes a Neder not to marry a particular woman, because her father is a wicked man. So for her father to die or to do shuva is considered to be unlikely. So had she not said that the reason why he's making the neder is because of that, then if indeed her father does to shuva or dies, that would be Neulod, and it would not be a valid Pesach, and he would still be bound by the neder. However, since he stated the reason within his neder, in such a case, it would be a valid Pesach. So if the father does to shuva or dies, the Chochem would be able to permit the neder based on this Pesach. So it's not a condition. If he said I'm making a neder on condition, or he says explicitly, as long as your father is a wicked man, so then you don't need to go to a Chochem to cancel the neder at all. Because as long as the, if the condition is no longer fulfilled, then the, no, the neder automatically no longer applies. It was never made for, the, for a situation where that reason doesn't apply. But in that case where he didn't say it in the language of a condition, he said, I'm making neder because her father is wicked. So in that case, it's not considered neulod, but it's not considered a condition. It's somewhere in the middle. This Mishnah brings a very similar example, but slightly different. And if we take the example which we had in the Mishnah Gimel early on in this parak, so in this case, instead of him saying, I'm making a nether not to marry this woman because her father is a wicked man. In the case of our Mishnah, he would say, I'm making a nether not to marry this woman whose father is wicked. So the way he is identifying that woman, he is saying, I'm making a nether against a woman whose father is wicked. Which means that if it comes out that his father, her father is actually not wicked, then you won't need to go to a Chochem to cancel the neder. Because the entire neder didn't start. Because you made the neder not on this woman. Meaning you said this woman whose father is wicked. Her father is not wicked. And therefore within the neder there is a mistake. There is a wrong piece of information and therefore the entire neder is not valid. Says the Mishnah, if somebody says, I'm making a neder that I will not marry a particular woman who is ugly. However, the reality is, she is pretty. If he said, I'm not going to marry her, this woman who is black, who has dark skin, but in reality, she has light skin. She is white. Or if he says, this woman who is kutsara, who is short, but really she is long, literally. It means that she is tall. In such a case, Mutterbar, he is permitted to marry her, and notably she Urvanas is not. It's not because she was ugly and then became beautiful, which would be a similar case to Mishnah Gimel, where the father did to shiver or died. And it's not because Shechir Urvanas is Lavana. She was black or dark skinned and she became white, or Kutsar Urvanas is Aruka. She was short and then became tall. In such a case, not only would the nether be valid, but you also wouldn't be able to cancel it, because the consequence of becoming tall if she was a short woman is Neulod. It's an unlikely consequence. However, the reason over here why the nether is permitted is because Elashah nether ta'us. Rather, it's because the entire nether was made based on a mistake. 
and therefore it is in, an invalid neder. Continues the Mishnah. There's a story which once happened with a particular man who made a neder not to benefit from his sister's daughter. Perhaps people were pressurizing him to marry her, as we had a similar case earlier on. So he made a neder not to marry this woman, and she was indeed ugly. And he said, I'm making a neder against this woman who is ugly, and she was ugly. However, after that, they brought her into the household of Rabbi Ishmael, the Epuha, and he made her look beautiful. And Omar Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Ishmael said to this man who made the neder, Bani, my son, Lozoyno Darta, against this woman you made a neder. Did you intend to make a neder against this woman who is now actually beautiful? She's no longer ugly. Omar Rabbi love. He said to him, no, the Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shmuel permitted the neder. And we are going to understand that Rabbi Shmuel argues on the Tanakama. And according to Rabbi Shmuel, in a case where somebody was ugly and then became beautiful, even in that case, the neder was never valid. Because the fact that you're able to make her beautiful means that she was never actually intrinsically ugly. And so the neder was also based on a wrong piece of information. As the mission now relates, Baisa Sha'ar, at that time, Bacha Rabbi Shmuel cried. And he said, The daughters of the Jewish people are beautiful, it's just that their poverty makes them look ugly and not presentable. But really, they are beautiful. And Rabbi Shmuel very much cared for the needs of these poor women. And when Rabbi Shmuel died, the daughters of the Jewish people were wailing out and saying, Daughters of Yisrael cry about Rabbi Shmuel. Similarly, this is based on a pasuk which it says regarding Shaul, regarding Shaul Amelech, that daughters of Yisrael cry about Shaul. And that pasuk is also talking about the fact that Shaul gave honor to them. The final two programs of Masechta discuss the second way to cancel or to stop a neder from binding somebody. The previous prayer discussed Hatoras Nadarim, and that's done by Talmud Chacham, or by a basin of three people, and it requires a Pesach, as we discussed throughout the last parak. That is Hatoras Nadarim. Now, Hatoras Nadarim, which is the focus of the next two parakim, cannot be done for any neder. It can only be done for the neder of a woman, and it can only be done by her father, or her husband, or both of them together. And it depends under whose authority she is. Now it's important to know that there are three different stages of a woman's maturity. Until the age of 12 years old, bas mitzvah, she is a katana, which means she is not yet mature. From the age of 12 until 12 and a half, for those six months, she is considered to be a nara, going through the process of maturity. And once she reaches the age of 12 and a half, she's a begeres. And at the age of 12 and a half, she leaves her father's authority. And then she's in her own authority by herself. Now, the legal actions of a katana, of a woman who's under bas mitzvah, in general are totally totally meaningless. She's not got a sufficient level of understanding for her actions to have proper consequences and significance. And therefore, in general, if a katana makes a neder, it is invalid. However, under certain situations, if she does have a level of understanding from the age of 11 years old, one year before her bas mitzvah, and during that year, if she makes a neder, it is valid mid a be as it may, from therefore 11 years old until 12 and a half years old when she leaves her father's authority, the father has the ability when he hears about her daughter's neder, if he says, I don't want that neder, I am annulling that neder, he has the ability to do so, and she would not be bound by that neder any longer.
Similarly, when she is married already, then she's considered to be totally under the authority of her husband. And when her husband hears of the neder, he can do hafara, hafaras nadarim, and he could annul the vow. Now, when a man marries a woman, there are two stages of that marriage. The first is known as kiddushin. That's when one acquires the woman. For example, you give her a ring. That's when it's considered to be acquiring the woman. But you're not yet considered fully married and able to live together until you have had nisuin, which is when you go under the chuppah and complete the marriage. Now, in the times of the Mishnah, these would be separated. Nowadays, the custom is to do them all together under the chuppah. But in the times of the Mishnah, there was usually a year in between the Kedushin and the Nisuin. Now, even once she has received Kedushin, she is still under the authority of her father, and therefore her father is the one who can annul her neder. However, it is learned from Psukim that if she is a Nara, which means she is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half years old, and she has received Kedushin from another man, in such a case, even though primarily she is in the authority of her father, because she's not yet considered to be fully married. Nevertheless, the man who did the Kiddushin with her has the ability to join together with her father in annulling her neder. And for such a woman, a nara hama'ayrasa, a nara, someone who's in between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, who has received Kiddushin, if she makes a neder, then it's not enough that her father annuls the neder and says, I don't want it. If he does that, she would still be bound by the neder. Only if both her father and husband annul the neder would the neder indeed be annulled. And that is the, well, the Mishnah will tell us in a moment. But just before we see the Mishnah, there's one very important difference between Hattoras Nadorim and Hafaras Nadorim. Hattoras Nadorim, which can be done on most Nadorim, and it's done by Talmud Chacham, via Pesach. So since the whole Hattoras Nadorim is based on the fact that you're saying that if I would have thought about this at the time of the neder, I wouldn't have made the neder. So once the Chacham annuls the neder, we look at it as if the entire neder was made based on a mistake, and therefore retroactively, the neder is cancelled. We now view it as if there was never a neder over here. On the other hand, when it comes to her first Nadarim, it's not based on any mistake that she made at the beginning. It's based on the fact that her father or husband is now stopping the nether. And therefore the nether is not cancelled retroactively, rather it is cancelled from now onwards. What difference does it make? For example, if she violated the nether, or if somebody violated their nether, and then there was her first Nadarim or her Nadarim. So when it comes to Hafaras Nadarim, since we still view it as there was a neder until now, so she violated the neder, and she would be punished for doing so. On the other hand, when it comes to Hataras Nadarim, it now emerges that she never actually violated the neder, because we view it as if there was never a neder over there, and therefore she would not be punished. So that would be the main difference between Hataras Nadarim and Hafaras Nadarim. But yeah, as it may say, the missionary a woman who is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, who has received Kiddushin from another man, or Vihol Vailam Mepherin Doreha, her father and husband, both of them need to annul her in order to permit it. If only the father annulled the vow, but her husband didn't. Or Hefer Abal, the Baal, annulled the neder of but the father did not annul the vow. In a Mufar, then it is not considered to be annulled Ve'en Tzorich Leimar. And needless to say, in a situation where Shekir Mechel where one of them did what is known as Hakoma, in that case, Haneda would also not be permitted. Now, what is Hakoma? Hakoma is really the opposite of Hafara. Hakoma is when her father or husband hear the neder, they hear that she made a neder, and they say, yes, I do want that neder. They're putting, they're sort of putting their seal on the neder. The halacha is, once they've done Hakoma, they're no longer able to annul the vow. So the Mishnah says, certainly if one of them did Hakoma, even if the other one does Hafara, 
her nether would still bind her and she would be forbidden. The Gemara goes into what exactly this last part of the mission is trying to teach us. Probably that's included in the previous case, where just one of them did the hafara. And so the Gemara explains what is added by this last case. Mishnah base. Before the Naram Herosa received Kedushin, she was totally in the authority of her father, and only her father would be the one to annul her Nadarim. And it is learned from Psukim that if she then receives Kedushin, so she's now Naram Herosa, who requires the Hafara of both her father and her future husband, so if Mesa Av, her father dies whilst she's a Naram Herosa, then Lein Labaal, the permission and ability to annul her is not emptied out to the husband. We don't say that now the husband is left by himself, so he now gets the power of the father, and he can sort of annul it on behalf of the father as well. And since he's the only one left now, so he can annul her neder. Rather, the halacha is that her husband can only annul her vow by himself once they are fully married. But before they are fully married, the father, the husband, can never annul the neder totally by himself without the father. On the other hand, Baal, if her husband dies, then the permission and ability and power to annul the neder does get emptied out back to the father. Since before the, the husband came along, the father was able to annul the nadarim by himself, so as soon as he goes out of the picture and dies, so the father regains that ability to annul her vows by himself. And in this regard, the power of the father, when it comes to Afras Nadorim, is greater than the power of the husband, or the future husband. On the other hand, regarding a different matter, the power of the Hafara of her future husband is greater than the power of her father. In what way? Because there is a particular situation where the future husband is able to do Afaras Nadarim by himself once she is a Begeres. Once she has reached the age of 12 and a half years old, whereas the father cannot do Afara once she has become a Begeres, because then she is totally outside of her father's authority. And the Gemara explains that at least according to some, even before she is fully married, once the date which they agreed to get married on has arrived, even if they don't end up getting married on that day, the man is already obligated to support her from that day. And the moment the man is obligated to support her, according to this opinion, he is able to annul her vows by himself. So in that case, the power of the husband would be greater, because the father is never able to annul her nadorim once she is a begeres, but her husband can. And of course, it goes without saying that once she is fully married to the husband, then even if she's a begeres, he can certainly annul her nadorim. The point is, there's a situation even before they're married, where the husband would be able to annul her nadorim, even though she is a begeres. Mishnah Gimel. If you think about it, because there is Nisraikna, because we have this concept that when the future husband dies, the father regains the ability to annul the Nadarim by himself. If another man then performs Kedushin on that woman, and her father has not yet annulled the Neder, then she would now again require the Hafara of both of them. Just like when the first man performed Kedushin on her. And the point is, this is even if she made the Neder whilst the first husband or future husband was alive. Once the second one come, comes and does condition on her, he gains that ability to annul her nadarim. So the mission says, not of Yarusa, she made a neder whilst she had received condition from a t- particular man. And then this Gershom she was divorced on that day. We'll explain in a moment why it has to be on that day specifically. 
and then it's also Bebayoim. She receives Kedushin from a different man on the same day, Afilu Lemeah. Even to a hundred different men, she receives Kedushin, gets divorced, receives Kedushin, gets divorced. Her father and last husband, meaning the one who is currently in a state of having done Kedushin with her, they are the ones who need to annul her Nadarim. And the father cannot do it by himself. Zaklal, this is the rule. Any woman who did not go into her own authority for one moment, that means that she was never married. Once she's fully married, then even if she's divorced after that, she doesn't go back to her father's authority. Once she has fully left her father's authority by being married, if she's then divorced, then her father does not have the ability to annul an Adarim. So certainly if she then gets engaged after that, that new husband, that new future husband won't gain the ability to annul an Adarim. Because even the father hasn't, isn't able to. And when the man has only done Kedushin with her, then the only reason why he can annul her Nadarim is because he is joining to the father. But if the father himself can't annul the Nadarim, because she totally already left her authority, his authority, then her Nadarim would not be able to be annulled. However, in a case where she did not go into her own authority, she had only received Kedushin and she was never fully married yet, then her father and last husband, her current husband, future husband, is able to annul her Nadarim. Now, why is it important that this all happened on the same day? The truth is, it's a very important halacha, which you have not yet mentioned. When it comes to Haforas Nadarim, Haforas Nadarim can only be done on the day that the father or husband hear the neder. Not on the day that the neder is made, it could be the neder was made on a Sunday. And then on Friday, the father heard that she made a neder. So he has until the end of Friday to annul her neder. But once Friday has passed, he no longer has that ability. And because of that, since we are discussing a case where her father heard the neder, so the father only has until that day to another neder. And that is the reason why all of this needs to take place on the same day.